got, when do you anticipate uh, LSU making any substantive responses to questions that Will didn't answer yesterday? Yeah, we'll see, you know, and that's that's the that's the thing, you know, and I just told them before you got here, Pat, when the facts change, minds change. But right now it's uh, uh, it, it is what it is, and, uh, and you know, we, we have to do the things that we do uh, and, and do it with uh, fairness and with due process and, and make sure that uh, we don't jump to any crazy conclusions and um, we'll watch and see. Okay. Has, has the ticket prices reached a tipping point for the average fan? Do you feel like maybe, I know they keep going up and up, is there a certain point where you feel like you can see like, you know, they can't afford it and TV is and they'll just sit home. like Yeah. yeah. I think you're you're seeing it, Ron. In a lot of ways, yes. The answer is yes. Um, that there could be a tipping point, and what it is, I don't know. I don't think it's that way in the premium seating right now. Uh, I think there's a very good appetite for that in multiple places I've been. But yeah, for for the average fan, we have to start thinking about it. We have to think about how we engage them and get them to come back uh, because you know uh, you, you can't you can't feel and experience that thing. In your living room, you know, at A and M, you can't saw varsity's horns off, and at LSU, you can't hold that tiger. And so it's just that's what gives you goosebumps, and that's what kept me coming back, and that's what excited me every time I did it. And you just have to let that next generation of fan experience that, and it's an important thing. But hey, we focus on the small incremental stuff. The the, the sport is enormously popular. I mean, there's viewership off the charts at, in the ratings of television. And, and there is issue of, of, of erosion at the gate a little bit because I think television is so good. But there are things that we're going to have to address and do to really change the way we look and engage that new generation of fans. You mentioned, you mentioned the, the premium seating. There's an appetite for it. Is there a thought to, to looking into expanding more of that into, you know, for example, Tiger Stadium? I mean, 101,000, but is premium. Uh, you know, I don't know about that, but I think you see it everywhere that, that there is growth in that area and that there is demand and everyone has waiting lists. But, you know, we'll see. That's, that's the part of it. You mentioned uh, engaging more with the younger fans. What are the long-term concerns if that kind of more younger fans aren't going, more students aren't going? I just don't think that it's a concern for the live gate, but I still think they're they're consuming it in other ways, whether it be on their PDAs or whether it be at home or where wherever they're consuming it, they're consuming it, and it's a good feeling. You know, the place I just left, I mean, <laughs> 36,000 students, give me a break. They're consuming it, you know, out of a, out of a student population of about 60 65,000 students, they're going. And uh, they're leaving early and doing things that other generations didn't do. But, I mean, you, just, you can't expect the way I consumed it, which is you get there half hour to 45 minutes early, you buy a program, you buy a bag of peanuts, you drink a Coke, you consume the game, you get ready, and, you know, that's all you needed. Pat you on the butt, and after you leave, and you had a great time, and it was. They don't do it that way. They want to. They want to engage with with what and how they're doing it, with 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 uh, iPhones and you know galaxies and however they're doing it. And they want to do different stuff. And we have to figure that out. You know. And the, my favorite model is is the way the Phoenix Open did it in golf. The uh, the fashion show became more popular than the golf event. And we may have to do stuff like that to draw fans and different types of fans in there. It's just way to think creatively about it. Scott, have you noticed that visiting attendance has dropped off? I was talking to Scott Strickland. He, yeah. It's been pretty significant at his yeah. place. Yeah, yeah. it, it and has. Why, why is that? Um, I think people, 
then that gets into scheduling. You know, when you go to the same places year in, year out, people want to see new stuff. Here again, you know, Ben witnessed it uh, when I was at A&M. When fans, uh, would, would, when new fans would rotate in, meaning Kentucky or, or someone new from the east, or we'd go to a new place, there was an enormous amount of popularity to go it because it was new and it was different. You know, I don't think they wanted to continue going to Starkville and Tuscaloosa uh, and Columbia every year from A&M standpoint. So I think it's a lot of it, and I think that's a discussion we'll have uh, as far as fu- the future goes in scheduling. Are you excited about not having to be asked about playing Texas anymore? Uh, you know, that's one of those things. But yeah, game one, <laughs> game two, I should say. Yeah, so it's it's fun. The, uh, what are you you're talking about scheduling? And that's that's been a lobbying point for LSU for years about the cross divisional opponents. In your position, what do you? No one expects it to change, but what do you hope to accomplish in terms of trying to chip away at? Yeah, that? it's it's for me, it's a two step process. And the first step is you hear again. I'm very cautious, you know, because it's worked from a championship standpoint. We're, there's a reason why we're the best conference in America, and scheduling probably has a lot to do with it. So I don't want to screw that up. But, and there's a big but in there, it's like, is it fair to our student-athletes for them not to know places in the SEC uh, East? You know, I don't think so. I think it's good that they get to know Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Tennessee, uh, Georgia, and go to these places. And so I, I like more of a mix and a variety. But we'll have those discussions, and we'll do them intelligently, not only with uh, with our our colleagues in the room, but with uh, media partners and with the conference. But changing things up, as you just said earlier, that could help with attendance. Say, oh, Ab- I haven't seen no question ten- about it, Scott. Seen Tennessee come but here. That's right. why we're having those discussions. We thought it was everything was fine. We wouldn't have a discussion. We'd leave it as is. How, how much time have you spent assessing the facilities at LSU and, and some of your early takeaways on? Yeah, where yeah. Maybe you're in. I guess immediate projects might be. Yeah, pretty impressive. Uh, you know, it's it's they've done a lot since I've been there. People forget it's been 15 years, and I had to go in and look under the hood pretty good. And it's impressive. There's some things to do and continue, but it's a good standpoint. And just like at A&M, my focus is going to be really raising money for human capital, like I discussed. I think it's important that you get the right coaches and the right staff and the right people to support these student athletes in a good way. How much is but the removing the alcohol ban with the, across the conference, how much discussion has? Oh, we've had plenty of discussion, and, and, and like I told these guys earlier, it's, it's in the hands of the CEOs, and they're going to discuss it, and they're going to decide what's best for our conference.